You're listening to the Nightlight Radio Network. This is Dr. Zohara Hieronymus, co-host of 21st Century Radio. We are happy to present this rebroadcast of our show on Nightlight. Enjoy! In 1984, I founded the Ruscombe Mansion Community Health Center in Baltimore, Maryland, which is the largest and oldest freestanding outpatient holistic healing center of its kind on the East Coast, if not nationally. Offering options that are non-toxic and non-invasive, we have as a community of professionals focused on the well-being of the whole person, using homeopathy, acupuncture, counseling, meditation, rolfing, qigong, massage, yoga, and numerous other options. Our goal at Ruscombe is to assist each person in their healing journey. And rather than focusing only on the ever-changing kaleidoscope of maladies any person might experience in their lives, we work with each person in looking at their physical body, the emotional body, and their mental and spiritual bodies. Using this comprehensive and holistic approach offers provider and client the greatest range of understanding and attention for achieving optimal health and addressing chronic issues that many people endure. Joining us now is Bharati Devkota. Bharati is a psychologist and homeopath whose practice is at Johns Hopkins Integrative Medicine and Digestive Disease Center in Lutherville, Maryland, also at Ruscombe Mansion in Baltimore, and she has a private office in Timonial, Maryland as well. Bharati Devkota is a certified classical homeopath as well as a licensed clinical professional counselor. Born in Nepal, Bharati has a global view of humanity and a local perspective, often helping numerous groups outside of her practice in the immigrant and women's needs community. Her psychology practice areas of focus are anxiety, depression, emotional trauma, childhood ailments, stress-related health conditions, and behavioral problems. She joins us to talk this portion of our program about the integrative or holistic approach to wellness, speaking a bit to the different needs of our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. She will both explore these various aspects of ourselves and share a few tips on keeping balance, especially during challenging times like the pandemic of 2020. Thank you so much for joining us, Bharati. Thank you, Dr. Joe. I'm very glad to be here today. Thank you very much. Oh, sure. Look, why don't we talk just for a bit about your own practice of psychology and your homeopathic background and how you use it in some of your own efforts? Yes. uh, Basically, homeopathy focuses on mind, body, and spirit approach. So that's how I started my career um, being a homeopathic um, practitioner. Later, due to my own interest, I got into the field of psychology, and that's where I discovered how to integrate uh, mind, body, and spiritual approach towards the practice, and I bring this unique approach when I work with my clients, and that has been very helpful where I would be focusing on how to uh, work with the patient taking care of uh, various level of their whole being. Right. Well, why don't we start with the area that most people are most familiar with, which is their body. And particularly during stressful times like the pandemic of 2020, everybody is experiencing things they've never had to experience in their lifetime. And for some people in such an extreme way that everything is challenged. Let's talk about how you take care of the physical body as a beginning. Yes. Uh, the physical body is one of the important components that need to be addressed at current pandemic because that is where we really need to uh, focus to. As uh, as I said, like today I'll be talking about the approach at the various level, 
So let me start with uh, focusing on the physical body. So I come from Nepal and my mother has a different ethnicity, which is known as a Newar. And in that culture, the prayer of the physical body is done on one special occasion in a year. So basically what it is done is we call it as a taking care of our body. So in Eastern perspective, our body is almost known as a symbol of our existence. And this is almost considered like uh, it's a temple where our soul resides. So that is why we really need to take care of our body. That is an Eastern perspective. And especially at this pandemic, we can see when we are under a lot of stress, the physical body is the first layer which start to show the symptoms by means of being fatigued or you tend to eat more or you tend to eat less or you get very tired or there's a headache, sleeplessness. So these are all the way of expression of our physical symptoms. So that is the reason why it is very important for us to like take care of our body. So how do we do that is uh, I would say... Um, First thing is like really being kind to yourself. That's the first step. And we got to like really recognize our soul reside in this body and we need to take care of our body. And by doing exercise, that is can be one of the way to take care of our body. It can be by not everyone will be able to do exercise or connect to the exercise. So I would say people who can connect with a Zumba, they can do Zumba, or those who can do gardening, they can do gardening. The recommendation is definitely 150 minutes per week is good to uh, exercise and for the adult. And a lot of families have children, so usually from age of three to five, they want to stay active for the whole day. So it is good to keep the children active. And from the age of six to 17, this age, they need one hour of exercise daily, so it's very important for them to get that exercise. So that is how we need to really take care of our body, and our body can really present in the form of a sleeplessness. So it is important to really get into our sleep routine, that is sleeping at the same time to bed and rise at the same time, no matter, like, even though if you don't have to go out, I think... Uh, maintaining that sleep routine is very important. Power nap is fine from 10 to 20 minutes a day. That can be helpful, but not really having a longer uh, sleep hours during the daytime. I know like we all are aware like caffeine is not good, but I kind of a reminder avoiding caffeine, large meal, or exercise also in the evening hour is not good for your sleep. So make sure you take good care of your sleep and sometimes um, it is important to lay your worries aside when before going to bed. The reason is we tend to have a lot of worrying thought at night, so it might be good to just write it in a paper and set it aside and then go go back to your sleep. So that is something that you can really do and if it is hard then Using the visualization or mindful breathing can be one way to take care of your sleep. And when we talk about physical health, I would like to focus a little bit on the nutrition aspect where it's important to eat regularly, eat your breakfast, eat healthy, 
and eat fruits and vegetables and keep your body hydrated. So this time there might be, you tend to neglect your body. So I'm just trying to remind these are some of the important steps you need to take care of your physical body. All right. Well, that's certainly comprehensive enough and clear enough to understand. You know, and of course, there's the anxiety level that everybody has, some to greater degrees than others. And as you know, I think everybody's saying it's one day at a time. Some days are good. Some days are more challenging. And um, this is normal. There's nothing abnormal in an unusual circumstance for people to having such high anxiety. So let's talk a little bit about the mind level of care and, and how we can make it a little softer for ourselves, those around us, and and approach our own experience as an unknown that doesn't have to be unsafe. Yes. So as a level of care, it's very important to take care of our mental health. The reason is we might swing between a state of healthy state to the ill state. So that is like a really mental health continuum model where we really need to stay in touch with our um, reaction to the current situation. The pandemic has been very challenging. So what do we do about it? We need to really be aware that the way we respond is at the response of our thought level, our feelings level, and then our behavior. So usually a lot of things start at your thought level. So we need to be aware, like, our thought affects our feeling. When we start thinking, like, things are uncertain, we tend to worry about it. So that causes the feeling of anxiety. And then what we do is we tend to either not be very active in the in the social situation, even even through the connecting through Zoom or in any kind of a situation. We just don't want to be social. We just withdraw ourselves. So we need to be aware that we are reacting in that form. So this uh, need of certainty has been one of the major challenges because what we are going through is very uncertain. So what I want to say is just focus on what is that we have control on and what are the things that we don't have control on. We do have a control on ourselves. So we are certain about ourselves. So we can really change the state of our being. So that is one aspect that can be done by various techniques that I'll be telling you. But let me focus a little bit about this uncertainty aspect. So we tend to really worry when things are uncertain. So we got to really learn a habit of challenge your need for certainty by asking, can I ever really achieve certainty? What are the advantages and disadvantages of demanding the certainty? So do I predict bad things when I'm uncertain? Good things be just as likely to happen. So what is the probability that I predict happening? Are there times I can tolerate uncertainty? What do I do then? So these are like certain things that you can really ask those questions to yourself. And how do others tolerate uncertainty? Can I learn from them? So these are some of the questions that you can really ask to yourself. And then let go of your intolerance of uncertainty and learn to accept it. Be aware of your need of certainty. Worrying doesn't help, actually, so to be in this state of uncertainty. So let go and be aware. Take, take a pause, and I think that is very important. Take some deep breaths. That can really be helpful to take care at the emotional level, to take care at the mind level. And there are certain practices that, that can be done. One of the practices that I want to talk about is a mindfulness practice. 
that can be done uh, in case of an emotional coping. So mindful breathing, you know, we've talked about this in other programs. And I've done shows yes. just on this whole awareness of breathing in and breathing out and focusing simply on the fact that the breath comes in through the nose and out through the nose, which is sort of the most relaxing way to do breathing. And yes. to simply just put one's attention there, particularly when you're in a state of heightened anxiety, to move away from the worry of the mind and the fear of whatever it is one is focused on and shift your focus immediately to breathing. And I mentioned in another program that I've been doing the uh, John Kabat-Zinn body scan now for three or four months regularly every day. And I have found it so helpful where you just breathe into every part of the body successively one part at a time. There's also the issue, though, of the spirit body and spiritual care. And as people always say, everybody finds God when there's real challenges at hand. But it's much deeper and more profound than that. So talk to us a bit about that, about connecting with your faith or your higher power, or whatever names it is that we give to that which makes us aware that we're something, not just our physical body, not just ourself, but we're really part of a much grander scheme of creation. Yes. I definitely is a big believer that our spiritual care is so much essential for our healing towards a deeper, deeper level. So we all come from a very different faith, and we got to connect with this higher power. And so how do we do that is by being very much aware of our actions and behavior is very important. It is more about being aware of your existence. So what are your actions? What are your behavior? And sometimes working on finding finding a meaning about this whole situation can also be one of the ways. We have been so busy in our life, like we have been running, 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 and we don't even know what direction we are running. And here everything has come to a stop. And this is a time to a little bit reflect and also care at a deeper, deeper level. So what is our connection with our higher self? It can be in a very personal level. It can be your faith in God, your um, your practices. So what what it is and what is you without your name and title and what is you as a person. So that are some of the things that are very important to recognize. And what I would say is our senses are our portal to divine. So sometimes even practicing the mindfulness is very, very important, just engaging all your senses. Senses means like what I can see, what I can hear, what I can touch and feel, what I can smell. These things like activating all these senses can also help us to connect with our deeper self and just being here and now also makes you feel like you are really just grounded here in the earth at this present day and not focus more into what happened in the past or what is going to happen in the future. So that can also help you to connect with your spiritual self. Everyone has their own way of connecting to their higher spiritual self. It can be through your creativity. Some people connect to yourself by music or dance or writing poem or being crafty. So these are all ways that you can really connect to your deeper self. Being aware of who you are as a person is very important at this point, and that is how you can take care of your spirit and also follow the practices that you have been practicing. 
based on your faith, some people start your day with the morning ritual. So, or maybe in the evening you pray to God. So just stick to your faith, and that is that will help you to take care of yourself. And right. there is uh, there is that deeper meaning to your your whole being. Well, I also know that you teach a relaxing kind of a safe place imagery. And before we run out of time, I want to be sure you can share that with our listeners. Sure, sure. So let me uh, let me start. Like the reason I wanted to talk about safe places at this current pandemic. We have been very cautious about everything. Our whole world has been a little bit insecure kind of a feeling. So what I wanted to say is sometimes if we do not feel safe outside, but we can definitely create that safe place within ourselves by our imagery. So let me take you to a place where you can find how to feel safe. So let me put a little bit of a background music, which will be helpful. If you notice any negative link or images entering your positive imagery, then you need to like really discard that image. Start thinking about a safe place in your mind. It is more about imagining your safe place. Start by getting comfortable in a quiet place where you won't be disturbed. Take a couple of minutes to focus on your breathing. Close your eyes. Become aware of any tension in your body. Let the tension go with breath out. Imagine a place where you can feel calm, peaceful, and safe. It may be a place you have been to before, somewhere you have dreamt about going to, somewhere you have seen a picture of, or just a peaceful place you can create in your mind's eye. Look around you in that place. Notice the colors and shapes. Now notice the sounds that are around you. Sounds far away. Those nearer to you. those that are more noticeable. Think about any smells you notice there. And focus on any skin sensation, the earth beneath you, whatever is supporting you in that place, the temperature, the movement of air, anything else you can touch. Notice the pleasant physical sensation in your body when you enjoy this safe place. You are in a peaceful and safe place. You might choose to give it a name, whether one word or a phrase that you can use to bring that image back anytime you need to. You can choose to linger there a while, just enjoying the peacefulness and serenity. You can leave whenever you want to. 
just by opening your eyes and being aware of where you are now. Bringing yourself back to alertness in here and now. So this is a safe place imagery that you can create in your imagination and you can visit whenever you feel you need to. Well, it's a it's a wonderful reminder that we have this capacity to create images and that by doing so, our body responds to the image. And that's why it's so important to um, know that each of us is here for a divine purpose and that all of these tools that Bharati Devkota has just shared with us are things we can use. If you'd like to reach her, she can be called at 443-742-2575. That's 443-742-2575. And at Ruscom's website, www.ruscombe.org. And this is where we have to say goodbye. 21st Century Radio is produced by Hieronymus and Company. Our executive producer and research assistant is Laura Kortner. And I'm Dr. Zohara Hieronymus. And remember, we do need more love in the world.